My name is Jose Vargas, and I am on a mission to help you create breakthroughs in your personal and professional life so that you can grow and lead your life with excellence. Welcome everyone to the Jose Vargas Show. This is your host, Jose Vargas. Thank you so much for listening. In this episode, you are going to learn what to do to become a great leader and what not to do if you do not want to be categorized as a horrible leader. Notice I didn't say a horrible human being. I just said a horrible leader. I do believe uh, personally that all of us are created to lead in some capacity, Uh, but not everyone uh, wants to lead or not everyone grows within the context of their leadership. So if you've been given a leadership position or some influence in your life right now, then it is your responsibility and my responsibility to develop these attributes, to develop these skills, to constantly be growing, to constantly be reading, to constantly be evaluating and reflecting on what we're learning so that we can continually get better. Um, Years ago, I heard this statement that that I don't don't really know who said it uh, at this moment, but they said something that stuck with me and I have tried my best to seek out feedback because of this. And they said that that if you push back from feedback, if you push back from feedback, you push back from a better version of yourself. If you push back from feedback, you push back from a better version of yourself. In other words, there are people and leaders that I'm probably, I'm, I'm sure you have probably uh, been under, you've probably had supervisors, bosses, Uh, spiritual leaders, leaders in your organization, leaders in your community, uh, politicians in your community who were horrible leaders, who didn't want to get feedback. And they took everything personal. So in this episode, I want to give you the 10 qualities of horrible leaders so that you will strive not to become one. Because I really do believe that when we are either working for a horrible leader or or we're under a horrible leader, or if we have had horrible leaders in our lives, I believe that it is a great, uh, a great idea to really dissect what made those people a horrible leader. How did they make you feel? And most likely, when you think about a horrible leader, is based on how they made you feel. When you think about a positive leader or a leader who had a great impact in your life, is because of how they made you feel. Okay, so we're gonna learn what not to do, right? based on the horrible leaders that we had it we've had in our lives but we're also going to learn on how to really treat people how to how to make people a, a feel a certain way um, if we want to be great leaders so this is my list of what I believe based on my own experiences with bosses leaders supervisors uh, spiritual leaders and, and and everything in between right on what not to do if you are a leader so here are some of the attributes I'm going to give you 10. And the first attribute of a horrible leader is that leaders who are arrogant, leaders who are arrogant. Let me just say this, and I'm sure you you would agree with this. Pride is ugly. Pride is ugly, right? Leaders who think they're God's gift to the world are ridiculous. Uh, You you can't touch them. You you can't talk to them. You can't can't do anything around them because they are arrogant. They're never wrong, or at least they think they are, uh, uh, right? They think they're never wrong. They never really listen to what you have to say. Again, they never listen to feedback, and therefore, they remain in that condition, 
right? They, they never admit their weaknesses. They never admit when they're wrong. They never take any blame or responsibility for what goes wrong within the organization. But yet they always want to be seen uh, when everything goes right within the organization, right? So leaders who are arrogant are horrible leaders, okay? So what is the opposite of that? The opposite of being a, a leader of, uh, who is arrogant is aspire to be a leader, right? Great leaders aspire to lead in humility. Great leaders aspire to lead in and with humility, they, they understand that, yes, you are the leader, but they also understand understand that leadership is, is really influence. And they also understand that leadership is a stewardship, right? That you're not going to have that role, that title, that position, that influence forever. And what you do with it, how you, how you treasure it, how you manage it, how you impact people with that influence that you've been entrusted with um, is important. And so because you understand that you've remained grateful, you remain humble and you lead and you strive to lead in humility, you strive to lead understanding, number one, that you don't know all the answers. Number two, that the people around you can can make you better. Number three, you will understand that that there's always something to learn. Okay, so great leaders aspire to lead in humility while horrible leaders are arrogant. Number two, horrible leaders are not self-aware, right? They're not self-aware of their strengths. They're not self-aware of their weaknesses. They're not self-aware of, of how they're, they're coming across, of how they're making other people feel. They're not coming across, uh, they're, they're, they're not self-aware how when they walk into a room, the, the, the environment shifts, because I do believe wholeheartedly that you as the leader get to create your culture, you as the leader get to create the culture. If you walk into a room and uh, whether you're a positive or a good leader or, or a horrible one, uh, the atmosphere is going to shift and change. And so what you want is for people to be excited that you walked in and not dreaded that you walked in the room. Okay. All right. You want them to be excited when you walk in and not excited when you walk out. All right. So you need to be aware as a leader. Great leaders are aware, right? They have situational awareness. They're, they have self-awareness. They, they, they are constantly discovering their strengths. They're constantly uh, uh, understanding that they have weaknesses and, 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 and they work on some of those weaknesses, right? They apply their strengths in whatever it is that they're doing within the context of their leadership and they delegate their weaknesses to their team. They delegate their weaknesses to people who are strong in those areas, okay? So again, horrible leaders are not self-aware and great leaders are aware. So become aware. And how do you become aware? Well, you become aware by asking those closest to you. I'm always asking some of my closest people, uh, what are some of the strengths? What are some of the attributes? What are some of the things that you would describe me? And why? Because I want to become more aware. I'm always taking assessments and different uh, uh, um you know, uh, personality assessment. I'm taking strengths assessment. I'm reading books on strengths. I'm reading books on, on, on how to get better in my strengths. Why? Because I want to sharpen what I've been entrusted with. I want to sharpen what I've been entrusted with, and you should be doing the same. So there's multiple things out there that you can dive into, uh, to help you become aware. If you're interested in helping, uh, you become more aware, just send me an email. We have a full, 
assessment that we do uh, within with, with, with the coaching uh, that we do. And it's literally called core strengths. And it, and it helps you identify your strengths. It helps you identify your motives and helps you deploy those strengths so that you can be more effective in your role as a leader. So if you're interested in that, just send me an email uh, and we will get that information to you. So you need to be self-aware. Okay. Number three, leaders who are micromanagers. So if you want to be a horrible leader, become a micromanager. No one likes to be micromanaged. Okay. No one likes to be micromanaged. Great leaders trust that their people will do what they said they would do. The, the, the worst thing that you can do is hire someone and then be breathing down their neck to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. I had a leader like that on multiple occasions, but I remember one in particular. I mean, and it became so bad that I didn't even want to answer the phone and do my job because I was afraid that I was going to say something that this leader didn't want. So they would interrupt my phone calls if I said something that they didn't want to hear. They would come out of their office and literally break in and snatch the phone from me. I mean, it was just horrible, okay? So do not become a micromanager unless if you want to become a horrible leader. Trust your team. Trust the people you hire. Trust the people you're working with. Trust your team to do what they say they were going to do. Now, this does not mean that you don't hold people accountable. This does not mean that you do not uh, expect great things from your team. You still hold people accountable, but you don't micromanage every single move that they make, right? If you give someone an assignment, uh, uh, you don't ask them every five minutes how they're doing, right? If you give someone an assignment and they're clear with the instructions that, that, that you gave them and they have the liberty to, to create a, a, and expand on that project or assignment, then trust that they're going to do uh, a better job than you probably would as long as they are also aware, right? And they're also working in their strength. So if you want to be a great leader, uh, don't micromanage, Still hold people accountable, but trust your team. Number four, horrible leaders are inconsistent. Man, this one bugs me. They're inconsistent. They're incon- you never know if they're going to be happy or, or, or with an attitude. You never, you never know, right? You, you never know if they're coming or going. You never know if they're up or down. You never know if, if they're building or tearing down. You never, because they're inconsistent. And leaders who are inconsistent cannot be trusted, okay? And so great leaders are consistent. They're consistent. They're consistent in their attitudes. They're consistent on how they treat you. They're consistent on how they live. So if you want to become a great leader, then you need to be consistent in your attitude, consistent in how you talk to people, consistent in how you live your life. Now, let me just say that every one of us have bad days, right? We all have bad days. We all have sad moments, things that happen in our lives that we, we all get, you know, someone who cuts us off and we get ticked, right? So we all have bad moments. I'm not saying that we're perfect. We have things that we we're passionate about, things that we believe in that, that just irritates us and get us angry and mad, right? That we're passionate about. I'm not saying that those things shouldn't exist, but you're consistent in who you are as a person, right? For the most part, your team can trust who they will get on Monday is the same person that they will get on Friday, right? So when, when they're off, when, when a leader who's consistent is off and there's something is happening in their lives, you notice 
and, and you care because you know that this something is not right with my leader because they're always consistent. They're always showing up. They're, they're always turning in their work on time. They're always giving their best. They're always uh, smiling or they're always joyful or they're always, uh, 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 you know, whatever it is. And so when, they, when they're inconsistent in that moment, you know something is up. And so you care for them. You, 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 you ask and you trust them even deeper because you know now that they're human beings, right? So be consistent. If you want to be a horrible leader, be inconsistent, right? Be inconsistent. Show up to the office. Don't greet your team. Show up to the, you, you, you smile one day and then don't smile the next. Greet someone and then don't greet them the next day. You're inconsistent. So if, if you want to be a horrible leader, be inconsistent. But if you want to be a great leader, then we need to learn how to be consistent in who we are as, as, as leaders. Number five, leaders who don't practice what they preach. Leaders who don't practice what they preach. This is a big one. Leaders who don't practice, nobody's going to listen to you if you don't practice what you preach, right? Uh, we all have had leaders who, 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 who's, who's given command and who's telling, who's telling you to do something, but yet they're not doing it, right? Who's telling you to, 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 to do a task, but they never done it. Or, or maybe they've done it, but they, they're not currently showing you that they're sacrificing for the team, that they're not uh, uh, giving towards the cause and so forth. So great leaders do what they're asking of you. Great leaders lead by example, right? They've been where you are. They've, they've probably done your job and they understand where, you be, where, where you're coming from. So great leaders lead by example. They practice what they preach, okay? Again, we all have ups and downs, but for the most part, we're consistent in practicing what we preach, all right? So if you want to be a great leader, make sure that you practice what you preach. Teach. If you're teaching something, make sure that you're applying what you're, what you're teaching. If you're, if, you're, if you're encouraging people to live a certain way, then make sure that you're living that certain way, right? Don't, don't be hypocritical in your approach to life by telling people to do something, yet you're not doing it. So let us be holistic in our approach to leadership. Number six, if you want to be a horrible leader, right, do this. Be insecure. Leaders who are insecure are horrible leaders. They want to take all the credit. They don't want to share any responsibility. They don't want to delegate. They, they want to do it all because they want to be seen, right? They're insecure, if someone's, if a great, if a better leader comes into their team, they, they, it's a matter of time before they push them away because they're insecure. And I don't know about you, but I've worked with horrible leaders who are insecure, right? They don't ask for feedback. They don't even want to hear any negative feedback, right? So great leaders though, understand that what they praise amongst their teammates will get repeated. That what you celebrate will get re will get repeated, what you reward will get repeated. So they also understand that when they give recognition for great performance, and acknowledge the team member or the person who's doing a great job, the whole team wins. And as a matter of fact, you win by default. And this is what I never understood about insecure leaders: that when your people win, you win by default. So let go of insecurity. Be confident in who you are. You don't need to continue to tell people that you are the leader. As a matter of fact, if you continue to tell people that you're the boss, that you're the manager, that you're this, that you're that, you are you literally are insecure and you have no leadership. You the people have lost respect for your leadership because you are insecure. Be secure in who you are 
and then serve your people by trusting your people and showing them that you're secure in who you are and that you're secure in who they are. Give credit. Recognize people. Recognize your team because at the end of the day, that's making you look good anyways. Okay? Number seven, leaders who can be trusted. Now, I know that you've had bosses, managers, supervisors that you can't trust. And that's a horrible thing, right? Leaders who can't be trusted. They, 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 they talk about your back. Uh, they talk behind, behind your back. Uh, and, and one thing, that when I gauge leaders and, and, I, and I realize if they can or cannot be trusted is how uh, they act towards others when that person is not around. Do they talk behind other people's back, employees and coworkers and other team leaders when they're not present? If they do, chances are they're also talking about you. Can't be trusted, right? And that's a horrible thing. You want to be able to trust your leaders. You want to be able to, 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 to build a camaraderie with your team. Great leaders earn their trust of the people and they keep it. They earn and keep the trust of their people, right? They'll fight for them. They'll stand up for them. They'll do whatever it takes for that person, even if it costs them, which leads me to the next one, number eight. Horrible leaders do not have a backbone. They don't have a backbone. They don't stand up for anything, right? They're afraid because they might lose their title. They might lose their position. They might lose their income. They might lose the biggest donor. They might lose members. They might lose whatever. You have no backbone if this is your mentality. And so great leaders stand up for something even when it will not benefit them personally or, or, or if it could affect them in a negative way. They have a backbone. They stand up for something. They stand up for what they believe. There's a, a famous quote that says, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything every single time. So you have to have a backbone for, for in who you are and also for the people that you're leading. Defend your team. Fight for your team. Because guess what? They are fighting and, and, and waking up every single day for the vision of your organization and for your. they keep you afloat. So make sure that you grow back a backbone and that you stand for something, that you defend your people, and that you give it your all. Number nine, horrible leaders don't have or share a vision. Now, I've dealt with this a lot of times. They don't have, and if they do have a vision, they don't share it. They don't communicate it effectively. So great leaders know of the, where we're going and they have a sense of direction, right? And they share it with their teams constantly. And if they don't know, they say, all right, guys, I don't really know where to go from here. But what do you guys think? What do you guys think based on where we are trying to accomplish? This is what we're trying to accomplish. What is the next decision that you think we should be making? In other words, they have a sense of direction. They're constantly sharing with their teams the vision of the organization of where it is that we're going, right? So, they don't just move and then hope that people know what they're thinking. And if you've ever had someone like that in your organization or if you work for someone like that, that is a, one of the most frustrating things, right? It's literally like driving and, and, and then all of a sudden you come to a halt and you're, you're parked or your, your car is right behind someone who refuses to move. Right, you don't know if they're coming or going. You don't know if they're if they're if they're taking off or staying or or staying in park. In other words, great leaders, they have a sense of direction and they share it with their team constantly. So if you want to be a horrible leader, 
don't have a vision, don't share the vision, just do whatever floats. Again, it's it's going back to that consistency, right? You want to be consistent. This is what we're doing. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. This is where we're going. So have a vision, share the vision. Number 10, horrible leaders are mean. They're mean-spirited, okay? They're mean-spirited. And I'm not trying to uh, to say that you, you know, we can't be sensitive, right? We can't be sensitive. We, 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 we have to be adults about this. But what I mean by mean is, is that they're mean-spirited, right? You want to have a strong leader, but you don't want to have a nasty leader, a leader who doesn't care for you, a leader who doesn't care about your family, a leader who doesn't care about what you do and what you bring to the table, right? Great leaders are strong, but they're also kind. They are direct, and they speak with clarity, but they're not bullies, Right? They'll tell you the truth, even if it hurts, but they won't seek to tear you down. They're telling you the truth to build you up. Okay, That's the difference. So if you want to be a great leader, be kind to the people that you're leading. And yes, sometimes kindness involves being strong and being direct. But again, the motivation is to build them up. The motivation is not to tear them down. So That was the top 10 very quickly because I wanted to give it to you very quickly, all of them, in this episode. And so I know that you've probably had leaders uh, that were horrible leaders. And if I miss something on this list, uh, would you leave me a review or would you go on social media, Instagram, uh, reaching at at Reach Higher Now? And and let me know what others would you add to this list. Let me know what you thought about this episode. And remember this, that it takes time and it takes work. But together we can become a leader worth following. You don't have to remain stuck. You don't have to put up a front. But you can take actionable, practical steps to get breakthroughs and not just accept your life, but lead your life towards excellence and towards impact. Because isn't that what we want? We want to have impact in this world And we want to impact the people in our lives. And that starts by becoming a great leader. Thank you for joining me today. Let's continue this journey together. Please share this podcast with another leader. And I'll see you soon.